Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 87 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today we are talking about TikTok, which has been trending. I'm sure you've heard people talk about it. Maybe you've talked about it. Maybe you have the app. Maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you are going to learn because I dive deep into the world of TikTok with my guest today, Kaylee Reed. She is a small business owner. She runs an influence, an influencer agency. She is a micro influencer herself, and she has lots of experience and knowledge about social media in general, but she has been very successful on TikTok within the last three weeks, and she was the one that inspired me to get the app and really dive into creating these videos and creating different types of content. And I love TikTok. It's been so fun. It's so fun to make the videos. It's just seems so much more relaxed and non-judgmental compared to Instagram. And also the ability to grow and go viral is still doable on TikTok because it isn't as oversaturated as Instagram is. And I think there's been a ton of questions. I've got a ton of questions and just in general, what it is, how we should be using it and what the point of being on TikTok is. And the platform, I think it came out like a year ago, six months or a year ago. It used to be Musical.ly, now it's TikTok, but it's around to stay. I think there hasn't been a lot of social media platforms since like Instagram and Snapchat that have really made a dent in the world of social media. And I think Kaylee mentions this in the interview, but I think it is the top downloaded app right now, passing Instagram, passing Facebook. So I think it's worth noting. And if you are a content creator or want to become a content creator influencer, but kind of miss the Instagram train, this is where you should begin because it's, like I said, easy to grow organically. It's fun to create the videos and kind of gets your creative juices flowing. Um, All I think about now is the type of content I want to create on TikTok and the type of videos. Um, It's really fun and Kaylee knows a lot about it. She shares all of her tips and tricks for the platform. So if you are interested in the platform, want to know what it is or how to get started on it, this is the episode for you. So let's jump into it. Here is Kaylee. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording with Kaylee. She's been on the podcast before, but she's back and we're here to talk about TikTok. So thanks for joining me again. Thank you. I'm so excited because I've been talking about TikTok nonstop for the past couple of weeks. So it's nice to be able to do it on a podcast. Totally. Well, and that's, I listen to your stories all the time about it. And I was just like, she's the one that I need to ask. I feel like we can have a good conversation because <laughs> it seems that like you've kind of figured it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and before we jump into that, do you want to just, if people haven't listened to the episode, you're on episode 19, if anyone wants to get the full rundown on what you do, but do you want to just introduce yourself and give us a little background on what you do and you just launch your new agency. So give us a little, little mm. elevator pitch. Yeah. I mean, stuff has definitely changed since we last talked and I feel like it wasn't even that long ago, really. Um, but for some context, my background is from the fashion e-commerce side. So I worked at a fashion startup for three or four years running all of the digital marketing initiatives and uh, building ambassador programs and working with influencers. And from my experience there, I left and started freelancing um, in the influencer marketing space because that's what 
businesses and brands were asking me for at the time. Um, I never really intended on becoming an influencer marketing expert per se, but the demand was there and I was having a lot of fun working with influencers. So I started consulting uh, two years ago and in the past couple months just launched a new influencer agency um, where basically I connect the dots between brands and influencers. So I manage a network of about 450 micro influencers um, where we share resources with the influencers and different brand opportunities. Brands hire me to execute influencer campaigns for them, basically do a full service campaign, everything from finding the right influencers to the outreach to measuring the results of the campaigns. And then also now with the agency, I represent exclusively a handful of larger macro influencers. So anywhere from 50,000 to 500,000 followers is kind of where I'm representing the influencers now. We only have a few because the roster, trying to keep the roster small for now. Um, but basically I'm helping them manage all of the business side of things so that they can just work on the creative. So I'm pitching influencers to brands. I'm managing the inquiries that they get from brands. So I'm kind of working on all sides. And then the third facet of what I do is on the influencer side myself. So I am a content creator. I have my own podcast, Self Care Sunday, and I also work with brands uh, in a capacity on Instagram and now TikTok. So I'm a micro influencer for sure. I have uh, almost 8,000 followers. And on TikTok, I have around 5,500 followers. And so I basically share my story with my audience. I do style videos. I do um, fashion and skincare content. And I partner with brands on those types of campaigns. So I have experience on all sides, from the brand side, agency side, influencer side. And I just started getting into TikTok a couple weeks ago um, because I've heard it. I mean, I think everybody's heard of TikTok at this point, but people tend to be, especially people in our age group, like the millennial age group, um, tend to kind of scoff at TikTok because you think of all these kids that are like thoughty teens doing these really cringy like dance videos or just really weird videos that would never fly on Instagram. It's a completely different audience and type of content that blows up on TikTok. But the reason I became really interested in TikTok is because um, a couple weeks ago, I was listening to Gary Vee. I mean, if anybody doesn't listen to Gary Vee that listens to your podcast, I feel like that's, you know, a very similar type of audience and content, very entrepreneurial. Um, but Gary's been talking about TikTok for so long. And I think last month or a couple months ago, it was uh, the most downloaded app more than Instagram and Facebook. So there's like over a billion users on TikTok now which is insane. And so many people in our age group and a lot of brands are still kind of laughing at TikTok, thinking that it's just this trend for kids. But I started seeing that there's so many younger content creators that have these massive followings, and it could be a really interesting platform to collaborate with brands on since not a lot of brands are spending any ad dollars there yet. So basically I created a TikTok account and was just experimenting with it because I want to eventually represent influencers in that space. And for some of the brands that I have on the client side, um, I wanna be able to understand the app and understand what creators are doing on the app and how it works so that I can best pitch how to run a campaign on TikTok and what would be really effective there. So that's how I started. And then 
I gave myself a little TikTok challenge of posting one TikTok a day for 30 days. And I think it was like day seven. It was, it was within like the first week or 10 days or so that I had my first video kind of pop off and it got around 30,000 views. And from that I got a thousand followers and I was like, wow, this is wild. Like I've never gotten a thousand followers so quickly before on any platform. Um, granted I've been on Instagram for probably six years and I'm only just getting to 8,000 followers now. So to get a thousand followers in like 10 days on TikTok was pretty wild. And then I started being more consistent and just like strategizing a little bit more and um, had a few more videos that went pretty viral. So one's at almost like 400,000 views, another's at 150,000, another's at 50,000. And I started realizing that if you just implement the same strategies and see what people really gravitate towards, it's really easy to go viral on TikTok and to build your following there. So now I think I'm about two weeks into the challenge and I have 5,500 followers on TikTok, which is really, really crazy. Like there's no possibility of growing that quickly on Instagram organically anymore. It just doesn't happen for content creators. So the reason I'm so excited for TikTok and about TikTok for the content creator side is that if you have experience creating content and know how to create good content, and are consistent and strategic about it, you can seriously blow up so quickly on TikTok. And there is a lot of like chance and luck and good timing to it. Because as you and I were talking about before this interview, Rachel, like sometimes you'll put out a video and you're like, I didn't think that was gonna go viral and it did. Or sometimes you put something out and you're like, oh, I thought that I did a good job with that, but it didn't blow up at all. So there is like a lot of variability still, um, but I think the consistency piece and like good content piece are key. So if you're already creating content on Instagram or YouTube or any other channel and you haven't started a TikTok account, for me, it's like there's no other platform you can get 5,000 followers in basically two weeks. Like it just doesn't exist. And doing that now on TikTok would be as if you were you know, starting on Instagram five years ago and are one of the first people in and can build your following so quickly before it becomes super oversaturated with content creators. So that's why I'm excited about TikTok. And I know you didn't even ask me about TikTok yet. I just got into it because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, is that the end of the interview? I feel like you did a great, a great spiel about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I think, I mean, there's lots of parts that we can talk about going into what you just said but I think just going off of like the end of what you said is that for people that are already on Instagram you're already creating content you already want to reach people with your audience there's no reason to to not have TikTok and I think especially like you said our, totally. our age group I think is intimidated possibly even though like I think there's two sides people are they think it's silly because it's like 15 year olds that are making silly videos or they're intimidated because they actually don't make video content themselves. Cause lots of people do Instagram and do stories, but they don't ever post video. They just always do photos or like videos of something else. But I think what's great about TikTok and what I like about TikTok is that you can just make the video. It seems that there's less judgment about the content you're creating as opposed to Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you can just make it. It's all fun. Like everyone's just making these silly videos that there is a strategy, like you said, which we can go into, but at the same time, it's not a strategy like Instagram is like, you can just make the video based on like the hashtag or like have fun. And like all these songs are so fun. So I think 
as a content creator, it's even good just to stretch your creative juices into it um, to just get better at content creation. Like whether or not you want to grow on TikTok, like if you don't want to like make videos as a content creator, but I think like you did pick a handle that's not even relevant to your Instagram and just go on and learn how to create content. Cause it, it like, mm -hmm. you really have to think about the types of videos and like, it seems just way more creative, which I like, which is, I think makes you think outside of the box. A hundred percent. And I think what's interesting about TikTok too, is the majority of videos are 15 seconds. So you can also record up to 60 seconds, but I would say like 80% of videos on the app are within that 15 second range. And it's completely opposite to like YouTube, for example, which really favors long form content. So let's say 10 or 15 minute videos, even Instagram, um, we have IGTV, which is like over a minute, usually stories. Yes. One single story might be limited to 15 seconds, but people are typically posting like three or four or five stories of a specific like single thing. So it becomes longer than 15 seconds. And where people's attention span is getting shorter and shorter and shorter, especially younger audiences. It's really interesting to play around with a platform and a tool that like is a, a really creative video editor within 15 seconds. So just the tool itself, like TikTok as a tool and not as a platform, I think is part of what makes it so special because the editing is just like a totally different world than if you're editing a video to go onto YouTube. And I think in the next few years, let's say even if TikTok drops off, which I don't think it will, we've seen these trends of new apps coming up that really attract younger audiences because they focus on the shorter video length. So Vine, for example, Musical.ly, which is now TikTok, um, let's say TikTok flops, like there's probably going to be another video platform that's going to come up and it's within that shorter time frame. And so I think learning how to create content that is really short and snappy um, is going to be beneficial for any content creator because people's attention span is getting so much shorter. So I think there's space for everything. I think there's space for long form content like podcasts and YouTube videos. I think there's space for the super curated visuals, but I think people also need to be keeping in mind like, what about these shorter video forms? Like how can I incorporate that into my content strategy? And something that I've been encouraging other influencers, but also like this is a strategy that I use for myself was, okay, if I'm creating content for a brand anyways, how can I also create that content across multiple platforms? Like not just to impress the brand if it's a partnership, but also so that I have consistent content going out everywhere and I'm growing my audience everywhere. So for example, um, a brand gifts me clothing to do an Instagram feed post. Okay, so I'm styling an outfit for a feed post but maybe when I get the clothing, I'm doing a 15 second clothing try on haul on TikTok. And then if I really have the time and the energy and I'm getting paid, maybe I'm also doing like a lookbook style YouTube video that's maybe five to 10 minutes long. And then on top of that, maybe I'm gonna like mention them in my Self Care Sunday podcast and put a link in the show notes. Like there's just so many ways that you can repurpose the same content that you're already creating for one platform. And I think one of the concerns that I've gotten from different influencers that are like trying to grow is they don't know which content to be creating. They feel stuck. They're not inspired. They don't know how to consistently put out content every single day to keep their audience engaged. 
And it's like, if you have even one brand collaboration or you don't even have to have a brand paying you, like just go out and buy stuff from winners, spend like $50 at winners, come home, do a winner's haul. Like there's so many different ways that you can repurpose one content idea or one brand and put it across all of those platforms and then see which platform is taking off and which audience is growing and focus your energy more there. Because I feel like a lot of people are really consumed by Instagram. They feel like Instagram is the end game. They're feeling stuck because they can't grow on Instagram because it's so oversaturated. And then they become discouraged. And it's like, no, Instagram is one platform. It's a really important one because a lot of brands are spending a lot of money there. But you can also be on multiple platforms and diversifying your audience and it's gonna strengthen you as a content creator and it's gonna grow your audience on these different areas too where you can tap into younger, older, like whoever that might not be following you on Instagram. Totally, I think that's very, very Gary V of you to say because he creates tons <laughs> of content and says the same thing that instead of wasting your time making specific content for specific platforms and not having enough time in the day to create unique, content for all the platforms just like you said if you're already creating content for some for a brand or for one platform then just utilize that time while you've already like had the outfit on you have your makeup done um and you can you can share it across all platforms and like you said there's different audiences usually or people just want to see you do they want to see all your platforms and if it's slightly different but the same branding then i think um like you said it's a good use of time and content creation. Um, if someone, so now that we've convinced everybody they need to download TikTok, whether or not they're a content creator or not, how should someone get started? Like what is the first video that they should make? Okay. So before you even make your first video on TikTok, you need to spend probably one to three hours just watching TikToks. <laughs> not, not necessarily like in one sitting, but I feel like over a weekend or over a week or whatever. I mean, it's addicting. So you might find yourself like three hours in, it's 2am and you're like, what am I doing on TikTok? <laughs> um, but I think the first thing is to understand TikTok content. So if you're used to creating content on Instagram or YouTube, TikTok's very different. And I think before you even try to make a video, you need to consume a bunch of TikToks to understand, okay, this is the editing style. This is what's trending right now. These are the songs that are like really popular right now. Because as opposed to Instagram, where you're constantly trying to be very unique and put out very like original content, TikTok actually favors content that is trending. So you spend any amount of time on TikTok, you're gonna see basically the same, you know, handful of trends over and over and over again in your feed, but different people doing the exact same thing with a small twist of their own way. So you basically need to spend time on TikTok, see what's trending, see the songs that are trending, and then once you kind of understand that, I would say as your first video, just experiment with something that is already trending. So right now I'm trying to think of what's trending. Well, prior to this podcast interview, there was something called Canadian check, which was trending for a little bit. And it's literally just like a sound bite that goes, Ayo, Canadian check. And then for 15 seconds, you're showing different things that make you Canadian. So this was one of my first videos that blew up. It has like 55,000 views right now, I think. 
Um, and I stole that from someone else. Like it was not an original concept. It was a sound that somebody else had created. And so on TikTok, you can use sounds that other creators have made or use songs that are trending. Um, you don't need to create your own original sounds or songs. And actually it's better if you don't because the TikTok algorithm favors trending sounds. So I would go find a trending sound, something that resonates with you. The Canadian check one was really easy because I was like, oh, I'm Canadian. It's snowing outside. What are Canadian things that I can show in this Canadian check? So I did the TikTok, literally showed like NHL, uh, snow, Uggs, trucks. <laughs> like that was a TikTok. It took me like, you know, 20 minutes. It wasn't a big deal. But because it was trending, it took off and I got a lot of followers from it. So that would be my tip for like your very first TikTok. Find what's trending, find a song or a sound that you've seen or heard before. Don't be put off by how many people are using it. If a lot of people are using the same song or sound, it means that it's trending, which means it's more likely that you're going to get on the For You page, which is like TikTok's version of Explore or Discover. So you basically want to be using the same trending sounds and basically do what everybody else is doing on the app, but with your own personal twist. Yeah, and like you broke it down really well there because for someone who's like, oh my God, like how am I gonna think of what like the content to create? You actually never have to think of your own idea. You can just, if yeah. you're like, can't need to make one today, you go on and see what's trending. Like that's what I do as well. And so you just pick, like you said, a sound or a song or a hashtag and make that video. So you never have to worry about coming up with an idea you just do what everyone else is doing <laughs> yeah which is so opposite of so many different platforms and you obviously can be more original and creative with things and i think it's still possible to go viral and build a following that way for sure but if you're just looking to like get into tiktok and understand how it works and start just like experimenting with videos start with the trending stuff because you know that that's what people are watching right now. Exactly. Um, and can you walk us through like the process of creating your video? So you did a little bit for the Canadian one, um, but do you want to talk about a different one and kind of how long it takes? How many times do you have yeah. to redo the little video? Um, <laughs> try to just walk us through the whole process. Yeah. Okay. So I always suggest creating, like recording and editing your TikTok within TikTok, so within the app. And the reason I suggest that is because I think when you are recording and editing videos within the app, it's easier to get that same TikTok editing style of what goes viral and what trends in the app. Um, I think if you're importing a video from like your Instagram stories or from an external source, it's less likely to perform well because it wasn't made for the app. So I've seen content creators that are like uploading their Instagram stories and trying to like make them into a TikTok, but I'm like, it's not gonna perform well because it wasn't recorded in the app for the purpose of TikTok. So I think when you're thinking of repurposing content, we talk about that, it's not taking the same content and putting it across different platforms. It's using the same content concepts and making that content concept fit for each platform because each platform has a different audience and a different style of what works. 
So for example, you wouldn't upload your Instagram stories as a YouTube video. Like <laughs> it just, it wouldn't work. So the same goes for TikTok. You don't want to upload an IGTV or Instagram stories onto TikTok and expect it to work on that platform. So editing and recording within app is the first thing. Um, I'll talk about like one of my style videos, for example. So one of the videos that has really done like insanely well, it's at like 400,000 views, I think now, is this BFF style challenge that I did with my friend Emily, M. Adams XO. Um, and what we did, we basically kind of came up with this concept originally. I don't think this was trending. Um, we were just trying to brainstorm how the two of us could be in a TikTok together because we were hanging out and we both do fashion content on Instagram. And we were thinking, okay, well, instead of just being like two girls dancing in a TikTok, cause that's what the majority of them are. Let's do some sort of style video where we style the same piece differently because we have both very different and unique styles. So from start to finish, this video probably took three hours to make, I'm not gonna lie. It took a long time. And that was from like brainstorming the video idea. So, okay, what's the video going to be? Okay, we're gonna do a BFF style challenge. Um, how are we gonna do that in 15 seconds on TikTok? So then we planned out the three different pieces that we wanted to style differently within the video. So went through our closets and thought, okay, here's three things that each of us can style very differently. Then both of us like, you know, went and styled the pieces from our closets, pulled all of the clothing together, had everything lined up for the shoot, stuck my phone on the tripod, um, found the song and basically started recording. What's interesting when you're editing within the TikTok app though, is you can't go backwards two steps. So you can record a snippet and then choose to either edit or delete that snippet. But if you choose to keep that snippet and you record another one, you can't go backwards to and delete your original snippet. So basically every time you record, it has to be like the perfect recording from what you just recorded because you can't go backwards and delete it, which I think makes the app and the editing more fun. And I think it gives more of like that authentic feel less curated than Instagram in some ways. And yet at the same time, it's more curated because like you're making sure that every snippet is perfect. It's kind of hard to explain if you haven't been on the app, but if you have, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, so we probably spent an hour, I would say, recording, just recording that video. And we would do a little snippet, show the piece, okay, end that snippet. The next snippet would be Emily fully styled in the piece, and that would be like literally one second. Then the next snippet would be me styled in that piece, again, another one second. And another thing about TikTok is because it's so, short like the videos are sh so short the transitions that you make from each clip become kind of important in the editing style so for example between each snippet like if emily was wearing the outfit and then i was wearing the outfit emily might jump up and then for my snippet coming in right afterwards i would be jumping and then fall down like come down to the ground so it would look like she jumped up and then I jumped down. So it looked like the same person and then switching. 
again, kind of hard to explain if you haven't been on the app. So the transitions are super important when you're editing. And then after the transitions, like once you've filmed the whole video, I basically take probably 30 minutes to actually edit the video afterwards. And by editing afterwards, basically all I'm doing is adding in text to the video and setting the duration of that text to like perfectly time it throughout the video. So for example, um, the first three seconds, it might say BFF style challenge. And then the next two seconds, it might say first thing blazer, the next two seconds two pants, the next two seconds skirt. And it's just like giving very brief general text guidelines throughout the video. Although I'll say a lot of videos, you don't need to put text. It just really depends on what kind or style of video you're doing. Um, and I'm kind of a, like I have a musical background, so it really bothers me when things are not perfectly timed with music. So that's probably why it takes me way longer to like edit the text afterwards, because I am like a freak about that being perfectly timed. But other people, it might take you like 10 minutes afterwards. Um, and then I'm basically just looking up relevant hashtags, seeing what's trending, if I didn't already do that before, because you can add hashtags right within your caption of the video. You can't really add them afterwards. Like the captions are very different than Instagram. You can't edit your caption of your TikTok after you've posted it. So you kind of have to take the time up front to figure out exactly what you want to put there because you can't edit it afterwards. And then you push publish and that's that. So yeah, that video, the style challenge video, the very first one we did probably took three hours to plan, film, edit, post. Um, it sounds like a lot of time for a 15 second video. At the same time, I think it's one of the reasons why that video blew up was because we were really strategic about it and really spent a lot of time um, making it a good quality entertaining video. After that, I would say the majority of videos probably take me an hour to plan, film, edit, post, um, which again, for a lot of people, that still feels like a lot of time, especially when you're doing this on top of Instagram or YouTube or everything else that you're already doing. And an hour of someone's day sounds like a lot, but I really think that that's one of the reasons why I've been able to grow so quickly on the app. Like, 5,500 followers in two weeks is not something to just like, <laughs> it's not a joke. Like it's really a lot of followers compared to any other app. And you have to be consistent in posting if you want to see that kind of growth. So if it sounds too daunting to you, like I'm not saying everybody has to go out and post and do like one super high quality video on TikTok every day for 30 days. That's just a challenge that I put to myself to see how, like, to see what the, the app was like and if I could grow. And now that I know that that strategy works, it's like, why wouldn't I do that? Um, so that's why I'm taking the time every day to do that. I'm not getting paid by anybody to do that right now. I have had my first brand collaboration come from TikTok. So a brand on TikTok reached out to me through the app, and this is two weeks into posting. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity um, that's going to be coming up on TikTok. It just might not feel like it's there yet because so many brands are focusing on Instagram. But yeah, that's why I've been really diligent about putting that time in because I just personally think that there's a lot of opportunity and I want to grow there while I still can grow so quickly on the app. Exactly. Well, and I think if anybody is concerned about 
spending the time to post a video a day and being consistent, then they probably aren't great content creators on any platform because that's just a standard across any platform platform. If you're True. looking to grow, like you need to be consistent. And so, um, and it's also fun. Like TikTok is just so much more fun to make. So it seems like a lot to make these <laughs> videos, but like, I don't know about you, but like, I, that's all I think about now. I'm like, okay, what kind of video oh am I going to make same. tomorrow? <laughs> and it's so fun. And so I think that it's a, it's just a good way. Like you want to be consistent, but it also doesn't feel like a, like a drag to do it. A hundred percent. And again, like depending on your niche. So most of the videos that I've been putting out are style videos or videos where I'm like going to a really cute cafe or a bar or something like that. So it's taking me time to do these videos. But if you are a personality or like a funny influencer, or maybe you're a dancer, like if you're anything other than these things, there's ways that you can be creating these videos much faster. So if you're somebody that just wants to be like a funny personality on TikTok, you know, I'm sure that a lot of these trending videos probably take people maybe like 30 minutes to make. I've heard some influencers say like the videos that they spent the least amount of time on are the ones that have blown up and it's usually something dumb. So, I mean, there's that approach too. I just personally like to take the strategic approach of knowing that if I do put in this amount, this amount of time and I'm consistently putting out good content, at least like one out of 10 of them is going to blow up. And so if I just keep doing that consistently, the growth is really predictable versus if you're doing just kind of like the funny comedic, whatever content, I think it's less predictable, but it takes less time. Right. Well, and especially like you said, you're creating content that is consistent with your brand. So I think if you're looking to grow on TikTok and use this as an influencer content platform, then creating content that brands will appreciate is also important. Because if you're just, if you want to be funny and like grow that way, like you said, by all means, but if you're looking to grow and create partnerships with brands, you want to have content that they would want to pay for. So a hundred percent. And so I think that's a good thing to keep in mind when you're starting. Cause if you're just going to do a stupid video, like there's not going to be a brand that's like, Oh, can you also wear my t-shirt while you like jump off your deck and hurt yourself? <laughs> like nobody wants that. So yeah. I think that's just a good idea to keep in mind. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think you really nailed that on the head. Cause that was something else I wanted to bring up was yes, it's really easy to go viral for like doing something dumb or doing those like, you know, stupid TikTok videos or being just a hot person on TikTok essentially. But if your goal as a content creator is to be doing this full time or even part time and work with brands in a paid capacity, you have to kind of think about what is brand friendly content and start creating the type of content you would want to partner with brands on in the app. So don't give into the dumb like TikTok dances or just like close up selfies of you being really hot or lip syncing. Yes, it might get you views and it might get you your initial audience, but if your entire TikTok feed is videos of you <laughs> being like that, I think it's much harder to convert that audience into something that's more brand friendly after the fact that brands are going to want to work with versus if you're doing that good quality content from the beginning and creating stuff that you know um, brands would be interested in investing in then it might be a little bit of a slower start which I personally don't think it is if you're doing it right but I know a lot of people think if you go viral with a dumb video it's easier 
but you just want to make sure that wherever you're putting out content, if your goal is to work with brands, you have to be brand friendly and you have to be putting out stuff that brands are going to want to spend their money on. Right. Well, and like you said, slow, like it grows slow, but you've grown quite like three weeks is not slow. And so I think everyone needs to remember that too. Like just because your first video didn't go viral doesn't mean that like yours did like a week from when you started at zero, it goes viral. And so, so you do have to think about it. One more thing on that point is I've had people that start kind of like doing this TikTok challenge themselves and they're like, oh, I'm only getting a thousand views or I'm only getting, you know, I'm not like blowing up yet. And I'm like, okay, you're only getting a thousand views, for example, on each video. But how many views do you get on your Instagram stories? Like a lot of people don't even get a thousand Instagram story views daily and they've worked for years to get those audiences. And so even if you're only quote unquote getting a thousand views on TikTok on every video, that for a lot of people is still more than their daily story views on Instagram. And I think there's something to be said there too. It's like just because you're comparing viral videos on TikTok to what your views are when you're just starting out doesn't mean that there's not value in those initial videos. And then once you do have something goes that goes viral, all of your other video cams go up because people go to your page, they watch all your past videos. I had videos that were like, you know, maybe 400 views before one of my videos went viral. And now they're all at like 5,000 just from that one viral video. So it like, don't be discouraged if you're not blowing up right away because there's still value in all of the views that you are accumulating until you do have something that goes viral. Right, and you're still, learning how to use the platform so even if your video doesn't go viral you're learning the skills and becoming consistent and learning your brand and doing all of that to put towards the future videos and like you said we're all trying to do that on Instagram and it's not nearly as successful as even like I don't I only think I only have like 300 or 400 followers on TikTok and it's I still get way more views than I get on Instagram so it's crazy yeah yeah so you definitely can't <laughs> compare and then and so how do you suggest, like if a brand is listening to this, cause I've had a lot of people, I'm sure you have to like small businesses and people that are like, Hey, I'm not going to do my own TikTok, but how can I utilize this platform as a business or a brand? Do you have any like tips or advice for that side of it? Totally. Um, so I would say if nothing else, secure your brand handle on TikTok because there's nothing worse than jumping onto a platform after everybody's already on it and you can't even get your own brand handle. So let's say I own like uh, uh, reusable coffee cups and that's my brand name. At least go in and get your brand handle reusable coffee cups so that in five years, if you actually are posting content on there, you have the handle and you don't have to be like reusable coffee cups, one, two, three, four, five, because it's already taken, you know? Um, so that's the first thing. And then I would say, I also don't think it's super necessary for brands to be posting TikToks yet, but at least to be on the platform and to be watching other people's content and start following influencers and just getting an idea of how your brand could perform on TikTok in the future. So for example, again, with reusable coffee cups, um, right now, one of the trending tags is hashtag daily routine. And so people literally will just show 15 second video, like divided throughout the day of their routine. 
usually it's like getting up in the morning, you might like brush your teeth, make a coffee, um, go to work. At the end of the day, it might be like your nighttime routine. There's no audio, it's usually just, or there's no like talking, it's usually just a song. And if you were a brand, let's say reusable coffee cups, maybe during this trending tag, you reach out to a few influencers and you're like, hey guys, like, would love for you to include our brand reusable coffee cups in your hashtag daily routine video. Um, happy to send you like some gifted coffee cups. And if they're really big, maybe you want to be paying them. But what I've noticed on TikTok is because there's not a ton of brands using it yet and putting money there. Um, influencers are willing to do more gifted stuff or like are charging less on TikTok than I think they would on Instagram because there's just a different demand. So for example, on Instagram, I do very little gifted collaborations anymore for like a secured feed post because I just get so many inquiries. However, I mentioned I got my first brand collaboration through TikTok uh, over this past weekend. And I'm doing a gifted collaboration with this brand on TikTok because I just want to start working with brands on TikTok and see what that's like. And even though I know that I would charge for it on Instagram and it's going to take me probably an hour or two hours of time, I'm happy to do it in a gifted capacity because I'm still building that audience. And I want to make sure that my first kind of relationships with brands on TikTok are positive ones so that they can grow into longer relationships. So I think if you're a brand on TikTok right now is kind of a really great time to get away with gifting more stuff or having like a lower budget because a lot of TikTok influencers again are also really young and don't know how to negotiate and don't know that they should be paid to be creating these types of content. And a lot of like actual content creators that are on the app are just excited to be partnering with brands on a different platform than Instagram. So it's kind of an opportune time for smaller brands to start getting on TikTok trend. Um, and then in terms of like creating branded videos, I think it's a similar process as if you are a content creator, just spending that time on the app, seeing what trends, and then trying to figure out how you can incorporate your brand and your content into that TikTok editing style. Um, I would definitely say brands are not popular for people to follow on TikTok because the great thing about TikTok is it's just like so many personalities and it's really personable compared to Instagram where there's so many brands. So as a brand, I wouldn't worry about publishing content yet. I would just worry about getting on TikTok, securing your handle, starting to follow influencers and trying to seed your product to influencers when something trending is happening that you can see your brand fitting into. Right. And I think this is the opportunity for brands, especially also for people, but just brands that wish they would have jumped on Instagram sooner to grow, yes. that this is their chance. Like now we're all starting again. Um, everything you just said is kind of what Instagram felt like, like five or six years ago when no one really knew how this whole influencer thing was going to go. But now we're all starting back at a clean slate. So if you missed the Instagram train or you want to start growing through a social media platform, this is your chance because it's new and everyone's learning still. Totally. Um, I think 
that was kind of all the questions I had to talk about TikTok. I feel like we covered a lot and probably overwhelmed a lot of people. <laughs> but um, do you have any last words of advice for people wanting to get on TikTok? Um, just anything that they can do to start after they download it, after listening to this podcast episode? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is if you have these pre-judgments of TikTok and you're kind of scoffing, thinking, ha ha, it's just for kids, like those people, or maybe if you feel intimidated by TikTok, like any of those emotions toward this app are going to negatively impact you in the long run. So basically get over your fear or get over your judgment of teenagers on the internet, because let's be real in five and 10 years, these kids are gonna be the ones that are having buying power, that are the huge influencers, um, that have these really like big audiences that have followed them for so long on the app. So I think there's so much opportunity for brands to get on and also for content creators. You just have to get rid of that underlying like feeling of haha, TikTok is a joke because it's not. <laughs> Um, and then I would also say like, it's possible to create aesthetic or educational or, um, entertaining content on TikTok that is not dancing or lip syncing videos. And I would say those dancing and lip syncing videos give the app a bad rep and people think of them and think it's really cringy. And of course there is a ton of very viral creators that have done those videos and those videos are always going to be trending on the app. But I've seen 16-year-old boys that are creating cooking videos on TikTok and they show like step-by-step -step process of how they cook an omelet. And they have, you know, 50,000, 100,000, 600,000 followers on the app literally just cooking. I've seen fashion influencers do style videos. I've seen doctors share snippets of like actually really helpful, useful information but in a fun TikTok style. And they, like I've seen one doctor has like 500,000 followers on the app just sharing information like that. So you don't have to be a hot teenager. You don't need to make lip syncing dancing videos. You can be putting out really creative, fun, how-to, knowledgeable, educational content or aesthetic content and still do well on the platform. You just have to spend time on the platform to understand how things go viral and how to edit and the style that people like and all of that. It's a commitment. It takes time. It takes consistency. But I think it's a really great opportunity for anybody who is looking to continue growing their audience or for brands that want to be working with influencers in the future. And I think following your lead, the doing a 30-day challenge to post once a day is a good way to dive into the platform and also get used to creating the content. And then in 30 days, if you like really hate it and don't want to do it, then don't do it. But I think everybody, if they want to jump on the TikTok train, that doing a 30 day challenge is a good way to start. Yes. hundred percent. I agree. I agree because I started it, but I also agree because I think it's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and where can everybody find you if they want to follow you on all your platforms. For sure. So you can find me on Instagram at kaylee.e.r. Kaylee is spelled K-A-Y-L-E-Y. -E 
Uh, you can follow my podcast, Self Care Sunday, on basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to find me on TikTok, I have not been sharing my TikTok handle because I've been trying to keep it separate. But I feel like this podcast, it would make sense. Um, so my TikTok handle is at It's Actually Kaylee. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on here and sharing all of your TikTok knowledge. It was super helpful for me. I'm like, oh, I need to make TikTok videos right now. Um, but I think everyone will have gained a lot of information because I think people are confused about what's happening on there. So thanks for sharing. 100%. Thanks for having me.